thankful for what he is doing in our lives. God is true to his word. God forever remains faithful. The Bible says that even when we are unfaithful, he still remains faithful. So we thank God for his commitment to his word. That his his word has never failed us. He has never failed us. And he will never fail us. In the mighty name of Jesus. Are you ready for the word? Are you ready for the word? All right, if you're ready for the word, please turn with me in your Bibles to the book of John chapter 15, verse 13. The book of John chapter 15, verse 13. That's our foundational scripture for our Easter convention this year. John chapter 15, verse 13. Are you there? This is Jesus speaking. He said, greater love has no man than this, that a man should lay down his life for his friends. And we are blessed by the reading of God's word. Let's read it together. Greater love has no man than this, that a man should lay down his life for his friends. And we are blessed by the reading of God's word. I'm sharing with you on a message I have titled, Understanding the Value of Greater Love. Understanding the value of God's greater love. Let me say it again. Understanding the value of God's greater love. To do exploits in life, to go far in life, to be successful in life, there is one virtue you need. And that virtue is called understanding. Understanding is so important. Understanding is so key because without understanding, you will not appreciate or value what you have. What you don't understand will kill you. What you don't understand will kill you. The way you relate to people is based on your understanding. The way you even relate to God is based on your level of understanding. If you don't understand God, then you will not receive the fullness of the blessings that he has for you. So understanding is key in our walk with God. Understanding is key. The Bible says that the sons of Issachar, they understood the times, the signs and the times. They had an understanding of the times. They have an understanding of the season. And if you notice, even though they were few, they had dominion over the many. Are you following me? The moment you understand a subject, you become a master of it. The moment you understand something, you operate in a level that no one can catch you. Have you wondered that, why is it that 
Many people do the same thing, but they generate different results. The difference is understanding. Are you following me? So, if you don't understand something, you will not appreciate it. If you don't understand something, you will not value it. That's why it is so important that in this day and age that we are living in, we cannot afford to walk in ignorance. God says in Hosea 4, 6, he said, my people are perished or are destroyed because they lack knowledge. That word knowledge there also means understanding. Are you following me? So if you don't understand the value of this great love that God has given to us, you will abuse it. So understanding is key. Understanding is so crucial in our walk with God. Even in your Christian walk, if you are going to grow, if you are going to go far, you need understanding. Because if you don't understand God, then you'll backslide along the way. That's why the Bible says that God showed Moses his ways, but the children of Israel his acts. Big difference. The ways of God makes you understand how he operates. The acts of God is only based on his manifestations, his miracles, his blessings, and so on and so forth. So once you don't receive a blessing, you backslide. That's why Moses was able to lead the three million people because he understood the ways of God. Are you following what I'm saying? Understanding is so crucial. What you don't understand will kill you. If you take a bottle of a poison and you don't read the label and understand that this is poison and it will kill you, if you drink it, guess what will happen? You die. Understanding is so important. I have come to realize that people's understanding concerning the word determines how they appreciate it. I don't know if I've told you this story before. When I was growing up as a young man, I used to love playing football a lot. And I'm sure, obviously, every young man will play football. Now, one day, someone gave me a perfume. Uh, don't let me tell you, don't tell anybody the, the name of the perfume. They gave me a perfume by Elizabeth Arden. Now, don't laugh now. Don't laugh. Don't laugh now. Now, don't laugh. I don't think someone, I think I bought it. I think I bought it myself. No, I think I bought it. My first perfume that I bought was Elizabeth Arden because I didn't know the difference between a male perfume and a female perfume. According to me, once it smells nice, you wear it. <laughs> oh, mercy, mercy, love. I didn't know the difference between masculine and feminine. That's the honest truth. And I know some of you are laughing at me now, but you, you do the same thing. Sometimes you wear men's perfume to the church and you wear female's perfume. For me, so far as I smell nice, praise God. So I bought that first perfume, Elizabeth Arden perfume, and, um, and so it really smelled nice. And so when I'm going to play football, I'll spray it on me. <laughs> now you'll get where we are going. So when I'm going to play football, I'll spray it because I want it to smell nice on the field, praise God. You know, 
I'll spray it and I'll go and play football. Now, remember this perfume, I bought it off the market. Now, not from the shop. Off the market means somebody needs one pound, so they're just selling this perfume, so you just pay for it and it, it, it costs you nothing. Until I got to the point where the perfume was almost finished. And then I asked someone, oh, I have this nice perfume. How much does it cost? They didn't even know it was a, a woman's perfume. How much does it cost? And they told me the price. And I said, wow. So I've been wasting this very expensive perfume to go and play football. What did I lack? Understanding. The perfume, very expensive very valuable but I had no understanding of how expensive it was so when I'm going to play football I use it I didn't even know it was a woman's perfume so what you don't understand you abuse that's why many people don't understand the, the love the greater love God sacrificed for us. We don't understand the love. We don't understand what it cost him. It cost him everything. That's why the Bible says that greater love has no man than this, that a man should lay down his life for his friends. That's greater love. Greater love. Now, look at verse 13 of the same scripture. Sorry, let's go to verse, verse 8 of John chapter 15. It says, Herein is my Father glorified that ye bear much fruit, so that ye be my disciples. Verse 9, As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Jesus is speaking. Jesus is trying to demonstrate the love of God in his life to his disciples. So he said, as the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. The same level of love. The same level of love. The same level of love. He said, as the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now, it doesn't end there. He says to the people he has loved, he said, continue in my love. So, look at, look at the three ways of love that Jesus is demonstrating to us. God loved him and he loved us. Now, he is telling us, Continue in this love, in the kind of love that I have shown you. Continue in the same love. Question, what was Jesus' love? What was the love that he loved, that he demonstrated to us, that he's saying that we must continue in it? Because that's the legacy he has given us. He has given us a legacy, and that's a legacy of love. And he said, we must continue in this love. He didn't say we must stop. He said we must continue. Now, he knew the challenges will be going through, yet he still continue in my love. 
He knows that you will be backbited, but he said, continue in my love. He knows that you will be betrayed, yet he says, continue in my love. He knows that you will be abused, yet he said, continue in my love. Do we believe God knows all things? Do we believe God knows the end from the beginning? Yes, so he knows the challenges you are going through. He knows the betrayals. He knows the backbiting. He knows the pain. He knows the suffering. Yet he says, continue in my love. Not in your love because you and I don't have it. It is his love. Because if he has given us an opportunity to continue in our love, oh, if he says continue in your own love, it will be trouble. We will kill people. We will bite people's ears off. We will crucify them. But thank God Jesus didn't say continue in your love. He said continue in my love. And what was this love that he demonstrated for us? He gave his life for us. The very people he blessed, the very people he healed, they said crucify him. On the cross, he said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they are doing. Wow. This love, Jesus said, if somebody slaps you on the left cheek, turn the right. I said, Pastor, I mean, Jesus said that Jesus doesn't understand. Jesus doesn't live in this day and age. What? Somebody slaps me. Pastor, forget the Bible. I'll put the Bible aside. I'll show them my true colors. No, Jesus said, if somebody slaps you on the left, turn the right. Anybody want us to try that? Yes? Come on then. Come on. Come on then. Bring your team. Come on then. Is there any strong man in this church who have been meaning to give him a slap? Come, 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 come. Come, come, come. Man, why are you riding away? Let's demonstrate the love of Jesus. Jesus said, if somebody slap, if you don't want to, I'll do it. <laughs> Turn your left cheek. Turn your left cheek. Hey, they'll turn it this way. Let me. <laughs> Give you a double slap. Pam, 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 pam. Go sit down now. Mercy. So Jesus said, if somebody slaps you on the left, turn what? The right. That is love. He said, pray for those who persecute you. That's love. Somebody persecutes you and then you go and kneel there and say, Father, in the name of Jesus. And maybe the person's name is Stevenson. <laughs> Let's use the name Stevenson. Father, Stevenson, Mr. Stevenson has been persecuting me, but Father, I forgive him. I love him more. Jesus, I love you. Jesus, you said we must pray for those who persecute us and despitefully use us. Wow. And say, no, 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 Father, I cannot 
You mean I should mention this man? Jesus, did you know what he did to me? Jesus, do you see? Did you not see? Jesus, didn't you see what he did? But you see, what we have to understand is these are not suggestions of God. These are commandments. He said, as the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. So therefore, continue in my love. Not in your love, not in my love, but in Jesus' love. Jesus' love is the standard for our walk. Jesus' love is our standard for our what? Our walk. Now, if you're going to live your Christian life based on what someone did or someone said, you'll backslide. You cannot love God. One thing about Jonah is that when God sent Jonah to Nineveh, Jonah said to God, God, I know you. You say you're going to destroy these people, but I know you. Once I get there, you will not destroy them. So why, why do you want to send me? Why don't you go face these people yourself? That's why Jonah was running away. <laughs> you know, God had told Jonah, I'm going to destroy these people. The very people, Jonah said, no, 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 this is between you and the people. And Jonah fled and Jonah paid the consequences for fleeing. Yeah. And then he was swallowed by a whale. Or either vice versa, either Jonah swallowed the whale or the whale swallowed Jonah. Whichever way, there was a swallowing. There was a swallowing. You know, some of you love fish. When you put the fish in front of you, they said, this, this was the fish that swallowed Jonah. Fish, I am going to swallow you today. <laughs> There was a swallowing. Are you following me? But finally, when he repented and God released him out of the, the belly of the whale, when he went, God forgave the whole city. So you can't understand the love of God. If you don't, sorry, so if you don't understand the love of God, you will not be able to relate to God. Because God will tell you, these people, I'm going to destroy them. And then the next minute, God forgives them. They say, but God, why did you make me go through all that? So Jesus said, continue in my love. Whose love are we going to continue in? Whose love are we going to continue in? Yeah, we continue in his love. He didn't say we must stop. We continue. And at what point does this love end? When we get to heaven. When we get to heaven, we'll show him the bill. Jesus, look at the map. I continued in your love. I continued. Despite what happened. Despite what I lost. Despite the suffering I went through. I continued because you asked me to continue. And today I pray for you. That God will give you the grace to continue in this love. Oh, let me hear a living amen. I pray for you that God will give you the grace to continue in this love. Verse 10 of John chapter 15. He said, if ye keep my commandments, ye shall abide in my love. Hallelujah. You see, he said, if ye, there is, there is an if, it's a clause. If ye, if ye, if ye keep my commandments, 
then ye shall abide in my love. So that means the only way you can abide in his love is to keep his commandments. If you don't keep his commandments, you will not abide. If you don't keep his commandments, you will not what? Abide. And somebody said, oh, but the commandments of God are grievous. No, when you love him, his commandments are no more grievous. How many of you have to be encouraged to eat? Do you love food? Anybody loves food here? Is there anyone who doesn't like food? You, you like food? Yeah, yeah. I pray for your, your future husband. That he will know that you love food. Praise God. I hope you don't finish the food in the kitchen before you come. You know, now, no, do you need anybody to encourage you to eat? No, you love it. You love what you love. You don't need an encouragement. Are you following me? So he said, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. Because once there is love, it's no longer a commandment. Now, every time we hear the word commandment, we think about the Ten Commandments. Thou shalt not, thou shalt not. Every time we think about commandments, we think about restrictions. We think about restriction of God doesn't want me. No, no, but that's not. Now, his commandments are not grievous if you love him. If you love God, what he says to you is no longer a commandment. Have you noticed that when when you are in love, when you were dating that girl, and you wanted to marry her badly, or vice versa, everything she says is, is great. Everything she says, or everything he says, oh, he's the best, he's the best boo. He's my best boo. Now they there's a word like that, isn't it? Is it a boo? It's a boo, boo. Or is it like a dog? A dog, boo, boo. It's my best boo. And what do you call the women? Babe. Like a, a little baby. I remember, I remember the first day my wife, my wife called me baby. My heart was jumping. <laughs> uh, nobody has ever called me baby before. They went, oh, I know. I'm a baby. I'm a baby. Praise God. I can never forget that day. I can actually remember where, where she called me. <laughs> right now as I'm preaching. My goodness, you know. Everything they say is 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 perfect. It's perfect. But now, when that person who calls you baby and you used to melt, let them do something wrong and there is no love. Why are you calling me baby? Am I a little baby? Are you are you a, do you see the difference? What's the difference? The, the, the response are different. One response is love, one response there is no love. So, when there is no love, you react. You become a chemical. Your reactions is fire. Are you following me? 
instead of water and, 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 and petrol, instead of water quenching the petrol, the fire, it creates more fire. Why? Because there is no love. There is no love. If you love God, when God says sacrifice your Isaac, it's nothing. It's nothing. I remember when my first job, I made a vow with God. My very first job. I said to God, if you give me a job, because I haven't been working for many years, I said, God, if you give me a job, my whole first salary, I'll use it to pay somebody's school fees. And then, I got a job. And then when the money came into my hands, the devil started giving me agenda. Buy this, buy that. And then the Holy Spirit whispered, did you remember the vow you made? And because I loved, I love him, I released that seed to pay somebody's fees. If you love God, it is easy to release your Isaac. I believe the reason why Abraham releases Isaac was because he loved God more than Sarah. That's why he didn't tell Sarah. Because if he had gone to Sarah to say, what do you think? I think I just heard from God. God said, we must sacrifice our only child, Isaac. Sarah would say, are you mad? Which God? We have been waiting for 25 years for this. And you said, God, which God? As for human beings, we forget easily. That's why God always reminds, reminds us, thou shalt remember the Lord your God. Thou shalt remember, thou shalt remember. Because human beings forget easily. Because Abraham knew that Sarah is going to forget. Because Sarah has been believing for this baby for years. And Sarah even created confusion by allowing Hagar to, to, to give birth to Ishmael. And so Abraham did not discuss it with Sarah. The next morning, he woke up very early in the morning. Now, have you noticed that when you don't love God and God gives you an instruction, you go and discuss it with someone you know would discourage you from that idea. Yeah. <laughs> I said, um, honey, what do you think? I'm thinking of tithing this month. Do you think it's... <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you think it's a good thing? <laughs> I'm thinking of giving this car to God. God just told me to give this car. Do you think it's a good thing? What do you think? Do you think, do you think Sarah is going to say yes? The only car we have, the only car we have to transport from work to, to home, you say, which, which God? Which God? Which God are you listening to? But when you love God, when you're in love with him, material things don't come between you and God. Material things are nothing. When you love God, your relationship with people is not based on I want to win all the time. When you love God, like Abraham, when Lot chooses the best part of the field, you let him take it. Because you know that it is not the material things. Get this. 
It's not the material thing. It's the love that creates. It was the love Abraham had for God that generated the blessing. Genesis 22. That's why God said, now I know Abraham. After he was going to sacrifice his only child, God said to Abraham, now I know. That means all the years that God was working with Abraham, God didn't know Abraham. God said, now I know that in blessing, I will bless you. Now I know. Now I know. Can God say that about you? When you love him, that's why when Lot decided to take everything, Abraham said, okay, go on, take it. It's not the material things. The secret is not the coat of many colors. (laughs) Joseph's brothers thought the reason why he was making it was because of that. No, it's not. It's not. You want to know the secret behind me? It's not what you see. (laughs) My love for God is deep. My love for God is so deep. I can give God everything. Between me and God, when it comes to material things, material things are nothing. They don't have a voice in my life. That's why God said, you will not serve two masters. You cannot serve mammon and God at the same time. God wants to test, do you love me? Do you love me? If you love him, when you wake up first thing in the morning, you will pray and say, Father, help me today. I cannot go in my strength. Help me today. I'm going to work by help. The testimony we had this morning, that dear sister would have, would, would be crying and, and mourning in this house, but it, it shall never be so. Nobody dies in a car accident in this church. So far as you are connected to the covenant, you will not die through a car accident in this church. Are you following me? Your love for God. You see, when you love God, listen, material things are nothing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's get this. Everything in the kingdom works by love. Even faith worketh through love. Galatians 5, 6. Even faith worketh through love. So if you have faith and don't have love, you don't have faith. Your faith will not work. Everything in the kingdom of God operates through what? Through love. It worketh by love. Faith worketh by love. So everything in the kingdom where there is no love is a waste of time. Even your serving in the house of God, if it's not done through love, is your complete waste of time. Every time you murmur, God doesn't accept your sacrifice. Listen, you can cook the best meal. If it's served on a dirty plate, it will not be acceptable. What makes the food acceptable in the house of God is our love. Our heart is our love. It's the plate upon which we save. So, if your heart is not full of love, the love of God, whatever you do, you can be in church a million times. God doesn't accept it. Remember, at the last day, Jesus said, many will come to me and say, I did this in your name. 
I cast out demons in your name. We worked miracles in your name. And Jesus will say, depart from me, ye workers of iniquity. Yes, they were doing it in his name, but there was no love. <laughs> there is no love. They were not dishing this meal on love. That's why I say, if you have to be encouraged to come to church, you don't love God. If you have to be encouraged to serve in the house of God, you don't love God. If you love him, you, nobody has to encourage you. You love food, don't you? Do I need to call 6 p.m.? Hello, cream, cream, are you going to eat? I'm encouraging you to eat today. In the name of Jesus, I'm praying for you. Please eat. I beg you, please eat. No, you don't need an encouragement. Are you following me? Because you love it. You naturally love food. That's why some of you, you cannot go to eat as much as you want to restaurant. Because the Chinese people know you. You know, they, once you hit the door, they change it as much as you want. Time is over. As for you, you have to pay to eat. Because they know you love food and you, you, you make their business go down. You eat so much. And they know your, they, their business cannot survive if they continue in this eat as much as you want. Hallelujah. So when you love God, you don't need an encouragement. You don't need an encouragement. Hallelujah. And Jesus is a perfect example of love. It says, if you keep my commandment, ye shall abide in my love. You shall abide in my love. John 15, 10. If you keep my commandments, you shall abide. You don't, come and, you don't come and go. You abide. And what you abide in, you become. You can't abide in love and walk in hate. Are you following what I'm saying? Oh, please, I pray that you'll get this today. I pray that you'll get it. I pray that God will open your heart and, 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 and impact onto you the spirit of love. Because when you abide in love, what comes out of you is love. Somebody looks at you and insults you and says, bless you. Bless your heart. Bless your heart. Somebody looks at you and, and says nasty things about you. Say, Jesus loves you. <laughs> the day I stand here and start defending myself against those who backbite me and criticize me, I'm not walking in love. When you walk, the Bible says that Solomon's heart was so broad because the love of God was in his heart. When you are walking in love, your heart is so big. People wonder, how are you able to accommodate this? They swear at you. They steal your property. They insult you. They say, I love you. Jesus loves you. Because I, I am abiding in this love. I will not allow anything to take me out of this love. I abide in it. 
your, your, your attitude will not push me out. Because the, the, the strategy of the devil is to remove you out of this abiding love. <laughs> it's to remove you out of this abiding love. And you must never allow anything to remove you out of this abiding love. Somebody say with me from today. I have decided to abide in the love of God. Say it again from today. I have decided to abide permanently in the love of God. He said, I have kept my father's commandment. You see? Jesus is saying, I have kept my father's commandment. So when you love God, his commandments is no difficult to keep. Now, if God's, I love God, God says, thou shalt not smoke. Shall that be grievous to me? Do you think it should be grievous? No. Because I am not a, a a locomotive to be smoking. Even locomotives have stopped smoking. How many of you know what a locomotive is? Or you don't know? A locomotive, when it's coming, you see the smoke coming from both roads. Look at the current trains. Even trains have stopped smoking. <laughs> trains have stopped smoking and you, a human being, you're still smoking. Come on now. Are you, are you getting what I'm saying? So, if I love God, that is commandment, thou shalt not smoke. It is not an issue for me. Are you getting what I'm saying? And it adds up to me. I gain more money. If I don't smoke, my heart is clean. Are you following me? My life lifespan is extended. It is not to my, my detriment. I love God and his commandment says, thou shalt not drink. And then you start defining God which drink. Because Jesus, <laughs> Jesus turned water into wine. Come on now. <laughs> you know, Jesus turned what time to why? Jesus, you know. So, so God, what are you saying? What are you saying? What should I not drink? Water or wine? And you know the consequences of drinking. You go to the corner shop, you buy, you know. I've seen some of my members sometimes, they've gone to the corner shop. In the blue bag, they bought it. They are holding I say, hello, how are you? Jesus is Lord. I've seen the blue bag. <laughs> but, but no comment. So far as I'm concerned, no comment. No comment. You know, no comment. You know, Jesus still loves you. The blue bag, inside the blue bag, Jesus still loves you. But, but it's a complete waste of money. Why do you buy dizziness with your money? Huh? That's buying dizziness. Every time you go to the corner shop and buy alcohol, you are buying dizziness. You are paying for dizziness. You want to be dizzy, you don't have to pay for it. Oh, it's just true. Just, 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 just do this ten times 
and you'll be dizzy and your money remains in your pocket. Are you following me? I, I, I mean, these things are not grievous. But many times people think God is trying to take something away from them rather than God adding to them. Jesus said, because I love you, I have kept your commandments and abide in his love. Verse 11 of John chapter 15. He said, these things have I spoken unto you that my joy might remain in you, that your joy might be full. Now, please hear this. Hear this. To walk in love, you have to walk in the absolute joy of the Lord. Isaiah 12, 3. It says, through joy, we draw out of the wells of salvation. So it takes joy to draw from God. In thy presence, there is fullness of joy. Are you following what I'm saying? So if you cannot walk in love and be depressed, you cannot walk in the love of God and be depressed. Are you getting what I'm saying? You cannot walk in the love of God and be depressed or be on antidepressants. Once you walk in the love of God, there is fullness of joy. There is fullness of joy. There is fullness of joy. And it bubbles out of your belly. Because Jesus said, out of your belly shall flow rivers, rivers, rivers. The Holy Spirit releases the spirit of joy out of you. You can't walk in love and not walk in joy. They go hand in hand. They go hand in hand. Joy in your spirit. Joy overflowing. Joy overflowing. And every time you walk in joy, you grow younger. Every time you walk in joy, you grow younger and younger. Look at people who don't walk in joy, who have no joy in their life. They're very old. They grow old quicker. Their faces are very hard. They've got wrinkles all over. You know, they need a lot of anti-wrinkle creams. I don't need no anti-wrinkle. Look at my wife. Look, I mean, when I tell you my wife's age, you'll be sure. But look at her face. It's baby face. Because she's full of joy. I make sure she's the house is full of joy. I make her laugh. She calls me a comedian. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> because joy, joy, we must allow joy to be in the house every time. That's why you can never come to church one day and I preach a message and there is no laughter. Any message of mine where there is no laughter is not of God. Go and destroy it. Go and burn them. <laughs> Go and burn them. Because in the presence of God, there is fullness of joy. You don't need to go to the palladium, you know, those fake laughter places, comedy places. You don't need to pay. You want joy? Come to the house of God. There is no day you come to the house of God and I'm preaching and there will not be joy. All the faces of the members are smiling all the time. That's a good church to be in. A church where every member is smiling. Look at you. I haven't given you no tonic this morning, but you are smiling. <laughs> That's why we must be joy. 
In the presence of God, there is fullness of joy. And don't allow anything to take your joy. Joseph in the pit, he was full of joy. Jesus in the pit, he was full of joy. Don't allow anyone or anything to take your joy. Don't allow happenings to generate your joy. Let me say this. Don't allow happenings to generate your joy. Don't only get excited when you are paid at the end of the month. The only day you are happy, we see you smiling, is payday. <laughs> Today you are smiling, you are smiling extraordinarily. <laughs> because you have some money at the bank. No. Money comes, money goes. But in the midst of that, maintain your joy. Maintain your joy. Let me hear a living amen this morning. Let me hear a living amen this morning. Maintain your joy. That's why the Bible says that God sits in the heavens and he laughs. <laughs> Do you want to love this morning? Why don't we practice the word? God sits in heaven and he does what he loves. Come on, let's laugh this morning. <laughs> laugh, laugh. You are too stiff. I said laugh. <laughs> Don't fake it. I said laugh. Just put this side of the message in. And 
way you are doing the thing, keep laughing. chapter 11 verse 11 Sarah herself received strength to conceive therefore receive strength to conceive I said receive strength to conceive in the name of Jesus so put that message in if you like just go and look for all the all the laughter areas and just you know once you are doing the thing, you know, have to, you know, whilst you are eating your banana and apples, you are playing there. <laughs> Glory be to God. Because God is there watching. When we are doing it, it's worship, you know. It's worship. So don't be too spiritual about it. And say, oh, pastor, this environment, you know, I have to, I have to play some cool and cool and the gang. <laughs> How can you play cool and the guy go Barry White? Come on now. Don't invite the devil into your worship room. Glory be to God. I said glory be to God. God is taking us somewhere. And no devil can stop us. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Verse 11 of John chapter 15. It says, these things have I spoken unto you, that my joy might remain in you, that your joy might be full. Verse 12, it says, this is my commandment, that ye love one another as I have loved you. It's a commandment for us to what? To love one another. It's a commandment. It's not a suggestion. So it doesn't matter what your brother does to you. The commandment is we love one another. This church is a church that have different nationalities, different people, from different backgrounds, we must still love one another. Amen. Amen? It's a command. That's a command. He said we must love one another. If we don't love one another, we cannot demonstrate our love to the world. 
He said, we must love one another. It's a command. I said, oh, Jesus, you don't know what he did. Forget about what he did. Jesus said, love one another. It's a command. What's a command? A command simply means you obey without questioning. Because we are soldiers. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. Verse 13. It says, greater love has no man than this, that a man may lay down his life for his friends. That's greater love. So Jesus demonstrated his love for us by laying his life down for us, for us to see. Now Jesus died for you. What are you dying for? Somebody does a little thing and say, Pastor, you don't know. Come on, my brother. Come on, my sister. Jesus died for us. Jesus died for you. What that person did is not, it doesn't warrant you to kill them. Jesus died for you. Jesus died for you. The only time we can experience greater love is for us to be willing to suffer shame. To suffer the shame of Jesus Christ. Sometimes people say all kinds of things about you. Just for responding to the call. You don't don't kill them. You don't crucify them. I love Joseph. Joseph said, Joseph said, you meant it for evil, but God turned it around for my good. That's love. Joseph loved his brothers. The Bible says that when he saw his brothers, even though they sold him into slavery, when he saw them, he cried. He still had compassion for them. I believe it's time for us as a church to take the love of Jesus out to the world. There's one thing the world cannot argue about, that is Jesus' love. As for that one, they know that Jesus died on the cross. They know that Jesus died for us. They cannot argue about that one. We are not taking religion to the world. We are taking the love of Jesus to the world. And that's the only thing that will change this nation. Because everybody needs love. Everybody wants love. But rather unfortunately, many people go for love in the wrong In their quest for love, they seek love in the wrong things and in the wrong places. But we have this love. We have the greater love. And we can take this greater love to the world. Hallelujah. Understanding the value of God's greater love. We have to understand this. Because if we don't understand this love, we'll abuse it. If we don't understand what God has done for us, we'll abuse it. You know, the testimony our sister was sharing this morning said, I mean, when I woke up, I was tired. She comes from far. She she has a reasonable reason to say, I've been in church every time. Today I'm tired. I want to stay home. But when you understand what Jesus did for you, you sacrifice your tiredness to save the interests of the kingdom. To save the growth of the kingdom. 
when you understand what he has done for you, come on, you, 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 you sacrifice everything. You sacrifice your energy, you sacrifice your strength, you sacrifice your time so that the kingdom of God will be expanded and will grow and increase on every side. Because what you don't understand, you've abused it. Don't be like me. Don't go and buy Elizabeth Arden perfume. And, and spray it on yourself for football. No understanding, lack of understanding. By the time I knew the price and the value of that perfume, it was too late. I had abused it. I had finished it. That's why I don't abuse men and women that God sends into this church. I don't manipulate people. Never. You can manipulate me, but I will not manipulate you. Because when I stand before God, I will answer. <laughs> Hallelujah. As we get ready to close, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 1 and 2. Are you getting something out of this? Someone say, greater love. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 1 and 2. I read, it says, be ye followers of God as dear children. Be ye what? Be ye what? Are we followers of men? No. Who are we followers of? No. Who are we followers of? No. So that means God's word is final in our lives. Be ye followers of God as dear children. So that means you are dear to God. That's why you must be a follower of God. Don't follow the devil. Don't follow Satan. Don't follow the ways of the world. Be ye followers of God. Verse 2. Look at verse 2. It says, and walk in what? Love. Walk in what? Love. Walk in what? Love. How can we walk in love except we receive love? Question, have we received love from Jesus or not? Yes, we have. Yes, we have. We have received love. So therefore, he says, walk in love. Don't walk in hatred. Don't walk in fear. Don't walk in, in bitterness. Walk in what? Walk in what? Walk in love. It says, walk in love as Christ also has loved us. So every time God talks about love, he uses as an example. He uses an example. He said, walk in love even as Christ has loved us. Jesus has loved us. Jesus has demonstrated his love to us. So he said, we must walk in love the same way Jesus walked in love. And not only that, and he has given himself for us as an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling Savior. So Jesus took this love thing to the extreme. He was willing. He was willing to die for us. Listen, the greatest of all the gifts is love. When you walk in love, you will never fail. Because 1 Corinthians 13, 13 says that love never fails. The greatest of this is love. And love never fails. Love 
never fails. Love never fails. Love never fails. Love never fails. I said love never fails. I said love never fails. And love is the greatest thing. Begin to walk in love and see. And see how far your love, your life will go. Those who walk in love never go down. Those who walk in love, they never go down. Walk in love and see. Walk in love towards your enemies. You will confuse them. You will confuse them. They will never be able to define you. Walk in love. You will confuse them. You see your enemies? Walk in love towards them. Bless them. They need food? Give them food. They need water? Give them water. They need a car? Give them a car. They need a house, give them out. You will confuse them. They will, that's who God is. That's, that's what many can't understand God because this same God, one side is destroying people, the other side is loving people. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He didn't give anybody else's son. It's easy to give other people's stuff. He gave his own. That's why when you give people your things, they abuse it. But you take care of it because you understand what it costs you. You understand what it costs you. You understand that this, this thing is very expensive. But if you give it to someone who doesn't understand, they will abuse it. They will abuse it. They will destroy it. <laughs> We only heard of Jesus crying on the cross. Eli, Eli, Lamat, Sabathani, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Do you know the Bible says that it pleased God to kill his son? Now that word pleased there doesn't mean God was happy when Jesus was dying on the cross. God was also suffering. One of the things is when any of my children hurts them, themselves, I feel the pain. They fall down. As a mother and father, you feel the same pain. You are not the one who fell down, yet you feel the same pain sometimes even more than them. You think God was laughing when they were nailing Jesus on the cross? Come on now. This is his only begotten son. Every time you come to church and you give an offering and you don't feel it, that's no offering. Yeah. You want to know what love is? Every time you are giving, you feel, Ish, God, this is blood. Oh, God. I feel this. I feel it, man. So, on the cross, when Jesus was being nailed, God was also weeping. The Bible never showed us that part, but he was sad. God was crying. Every nail in there, God was also feeling the same thing and even more. The Bible says that it pleased him. He loved Jesus, but it pleased him for him to give Jesus up for us. So God says we must walk in love. We must walk in love. We must walk in love. Why? Because we are followers of Jesus Christ. We are followers of God. 
He said, if ye be my disciples, then do this. Then walk in love towards one another. Don't let people catch you. Your enemies catch you gossiping about them. Don't let anybody catch you destroying them. Don't let anybody catch you writing negative stuff about them. Walk in love. Confuse the enemy. The enemy doesn't have love in them. So therefore they don't understand love. You can only give what you have. Such as I have. Acts 3.6 I give it thee. In the name of Jesus rise up and walk. You have love so give love. You have love so give love. Finally as we close. First John chapter 4 verse 4. <clears throat> Excuse me. Are you getting something out of this? Greater love. This is greater love. Are you going to walk in greater love? Are you sure? Are you going to despise the shame? Are you going to walk in love towards those who persecute you? Hallelujah. First John chapter 4, verse 4, I read, it says, Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You see, the greater love is in you. So greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. They are of the world, therefore speak they of the world. And the world heareth them. We are of God. He that knoweth God heareth us. He that is not of God heareth not us. Hereby know we the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. There are two spirits, the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. The spirit of truth is of God. The spirit of error is of the devil. Verse 7, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. <laughs> he that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. Did I say that? The Bible says it. It says, he that loveth not, knoweth not God, for God is love. In this was manifested the love of God towards us, because God sent his only begotten son into the world, that we might live through him. Herein is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if we so love, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. No man has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwelleth in us and his love is perfected in us. Hereby we know that we dwell in him and he in us because he has given us of his spirit. And what spirit is this? The spirit of love. The spirit of love. The spirit of love. Verse 17. Herein is our love made perfect 
that we may have boldness in the day of judgment because as he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love, verse 18, but perfect love casts out fear because fear torments. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. If any man say, I love God, and hate his brother. He is a what? A liar. For he that loveth not his brother whom he hath seen, how can he love God whom he hath not seen? And this commandment have we from him, that he who loved God love his brother also. So if you love God, you love your brother also. He didn't say good brother or bad brother. He didn't say big brother or small brother. If you love God, you love your brother also. It's not talking about your, your biological brother because he's talking to the church here. Brothers and sisters. We are all brothers and sisters in the Lord. So it's time for us to love. It's time for us to take the love revolution to the next level. It's time for us to walk in love. The world must see us walking in love. Never give your enemies an opportunity to discredit the love of God in your life. Never. 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 Never give them an opportunity to discredit the love of God in your life. Let me say this again. Never give your enemies an opportunity to discredit the love of God in your life. Continue in love. Continue in God. And as you do that, God will reward you abundantly. In Jesus' name. Did you receive it? Hallelujah. Somebody say, I'm walking in love. I'm walking in the greater love. I will demonstrate the love of God. From today, I have decided to abide in the love of God. I will remain in the love of God. Nothing will push me out of God's love. Nothing will take me out of God's love. In the name of Jesus. Amen.